everybody, and welcome to Social Nerds, a podcast where social nerds come to life to talk about video games, pop culture, collectibles, and anything geeky they're passionate about. I'm your host, Eduardo Gonzalez. And for today's episode, it's a continuation of the newly released Resident Evil Village. And who is the perfect person to bring on this episode to speak about the new Resident Evil, no other than a guest from the last episode. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back Brock James. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? I am so happy to be back because we are going to get into the thing of things today. I'm actually really pumped for this episode because remember in the last episode, Brock got, I think it was like the day, was it the day before release mm-hmm. date or something like that? So I didn't do anything crazy, though. I literally just pre-ordered it on Best Buy and got it a day early. That's all I did. I didn't do anything special, but um, I got, I, yeah, I did get to play it a little bit before it dropped. Yeah, and he was texting me all these things, and unfortunately, I was in Arizona for the Mother's Day weekend, so I couldn't play till like, that following Monday. But yeah, he was texting me about it, Then once we finished the game, yeah, we just couldn't wait to get on this and start <laughs> recording and share our thoughts and see, you know, what's going on. So first of all, from the last episode, you told us about that Resident Evil, well, you growing up, your parents were into kind of like the spooky things and everything, and you were into Resident Evil because a friend introduced to it and you were just curious about it. So mm-hmm. you just tell us, you know, why you love the Resident Evil franchise for those who haven't listened to the last episode. Uh, yeah, so last time I was on this show, um, I told everybody about how my parents, well, it's, it's mainly my mom. My mom was a ghost hunter, but my parents were all into like scary movies and stuff. So I grew up with that sort of, um, you know, thing, zombies, monsters, ghosts, I'm into it. Um, I had a friend that got me into Resident Evil. And I mean, I'm just like into video games as is. So it's just another um, avenue in the video game industry that um, I just really got into. I could, I don't know if I'd say I like relate to the characters, but it's just a fun time to play these games. And he has lots of opinions about it. Let me tell you, is either good <laughs> or bad, not just like, oh, it was okay, but terrible or, or I loved it and they should do another one or leave it as it is. I'm, I'm what you would call a stan, a Resident Evil stan. Definitely. So in today's episode, we'd be talking about Resident Evil Village, specifically just going through the gameplay, how we felt overall, and just the grade and what we think about the future of Resident Evil franchise. So definitely this is a spoil alert episode, but then again, you all had about like two and a half weeks to either play the game or just watch YouTube videos. So mm-hmm. come on, get up. catch so up. This is just your only warning for this episode. So first of all, Resident Evil 8 takes place about oh, i don't know is it like a year after i want to say i think it takes three years after the events right. of resident evil 7 because resident evil 7 happened in 2017 and so yeah 18 19 20, or like four yes. years correct because resident evil 7 happened it was like summer 20 i mean 2017 and we mm-hmm. are introduced to this character named ethan winters who has to look for his wife mia winters who disappear and he goes into this the swamps of Buck nowhere, Louisiana, to find this family who's been infected with the new virus, and it was controlled by this little girl named Evelyn. Then mm-hmm. afterwards, he obviously finds his wife and meets Chris Redfield. Then you fast forward four years, and this game takes place February 2021, so kind of in the past for us, so about three, four months later, or whenever you listen to this podcast. And we are, yeah, back with Eaton Winters, and now that he's looking for his daughter so can you tell us brock just a quick synopsis like with this story what are we now taking us the developers taking out through this resident evil 
So with this story, um, you know, when it came to Resident Evil 7, I feel like the characters in that, while they were, the story was a little bit more drawn in. It was a little bit more um, toned down, I would say, which I actually really appreciated because, you know, the series is kind of taking off into this direction where it was going, doing all these crazy, fantastical things that didn't really need to do. Um, so Resident Evil 7 trimmed that, slimmed down the story, gave us these characters. And then with Resident Evil 8, I feel like it really uh, just took what made everything amazing about Resident Evil 7, kicked it up a notch. We are introduced to these four lords of the village. Um, and we're also introduced to Mother Miranda, who you don't really get to figure out who she is um, in the beginning of the game. You have to kind of, you know, dive deeper as you defeat these lords. Uh, we meet Lady Dimitrescu, who to me, Lady Dimitrescu is gay culture. Like that, she is an icon. Like I lived for her whole entire segment. Like it was one of my favorites. I would also have to say the same about Donna Beneviento, who was the second lord that you have to fight also gay culture like uh loved it loved every second of it the men that you fight towards the end you have Moreau who is the third boss uh who is a little bit more he's kind of pathetic he's a bit gross to look at but you kind of feel bad for him because you know um he wants to just make Mother Miranda proud. I kind of had to backtrack a little bit and say, I noticed that the four lords all had some sort of gripe with Mother Miranda, except for Donna Beneviento. She was the only one that didn't, mm -hmm. you know, say anything about it. She was just kind of there. Uh, you know, Moreau wanted to make Mother Miranda happy. Carl Heisenberg wanted to, you know, destroy her. Yes. Um, and then Lady Dimitres wanted to be the perfect vessel, and she wasn't. Uh, but yeah, so you, we also meet Heisenberg. Sorry, I got caught off a little uh, off guard there. Uh, we meet Heisenberg, who's the final lord. Um, and then you finally meet Mother Miranda, and you definitely learn all the things about the Umbrella Corporation. And it mm -hmm. actually like takes everything back to the first story, like even before mm -hmm. that. So Resident Evil Village is like almost like a precursor to all of the Resident Evil games that have come out in the last 25 years. Yeah, definitely. We're going to break that all down right now. It's a lot of content to go into, but very, like you said, it definitely, it was a culmination of all the Resident Evils. What it kind of reminded me of is Harry Potter Deathly Hallows, how the final book of the Harry Potter series connected everything. So as we start with the game, you know, you got the setup, you got the Winter's House right there. You kind of get the feel for the characters and Lord, you know, when Chris Redfield comes and just basically shoots down Mia, it's just Jesus Christ, you know, like how many bullets have to get into her? <laughs> massacred like that. her. Right? I it was just like, wow. Doing too much. But this is the thing was I knew that that wasn't the real Mia the whole entire, even before I had even had the game in my possession and was able to play it, I knew that wasn't the real Mia. I didn't know that it was who it was, but I just knew it wasn't the real person. I knew Chris was not as, um, evil and mysterious as he was coming off in those um, initial scenes. Um, and it, you definitely see how that plays out in the game. But um, that setup in particular, um, I just I knew that wasn't what was actually being shown. And I knew that was what was going to kick the shit off. Yeah, that beginning part in the house with everything to Chris and me, I had, I had no clue whatsoever. And right there, I was kind of still like, is Chris a good guy or bad guy? But obviously play the game and see what goes on. 
this is how I knew something was kind of different with Ethan. I started to notice um, there's two initial scenes that really kind of made me go, hmm, something's up with him was the beginning scenes with Mia. Mia was acting very strange and she like couldn't oh, yeah. recall what had happened in Louisiana. She's like, my memory's fine. And she was, uh, she just didn't seem like herself. Um, so I knew something was going on there. Um, I'll say the next scene when we get to it. Uh, this is how I knew there was something wrong with Ethan. Definitely, yeah, the Mia part. I didn't pick up that line when you said she couldn't recall Louisiana. I thought when she had like kind of like uh, her PMSing, you know, like mm-hmm. kind of like uh, trigger. I just thought that, oh, wow, like, yeah, there's something wrong with her. And I wasn't sure if like the Evelyn was in her or obviously there was something off. Cause she had been there for what, like how many years before Ethan came and snatched her up? She had been there for like a couple of years. So the fact that she couldn't remember stuff, but he could was suspect. Yeah, she was gone. You know, either she was cheating on somebody. I mean, she was cheating Ethan on somebody or, you know, <laughs> there was something fishing going on. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so afterwards, like you said, after when Chris Redfield takes, shoots up Mia, then takes Rose and Chris to the village. Then, you know, we get the village kind of like, again, the feel kind of like the tone. And from right there, you obviously get to meet this werewolf army and obviously go through Louisa's house. So how did you feel all about like, kind of like that part? I think that Resident Evil Village was just a beautiful love letter written towards Resident Evil 4. That whole entire entering the village, um, being ambushed by the Lycan, um, I don't want to say army, but like a Lycan army of people um, ambushing you was just a really good recall to Resident Evil 4. Because if you remember mm-hmm. in the initial scenes, walking mm-hmm. up to that village and then the villagers attacking you and then being chased with the chainsaw, mm-hmm. it kind of had the same feel. Uh, this time around you were able to explore some more you were able to go inside the houses and find more treasure uh this is just again like i said like a beautiful just like love letter written uh to resident evil 4 so definitely like really recalled back to a lot of those elements that made that game great and just put it in this game it's funny you brought that up with the lichen. I can't, I don't know why I keep calling it world, but it's definitely a lichen, the proper term. Um, but yeah, that scene where you just gotta survive out. And it didn't tell me until I literally wasted all my bullets that I was like, oh wait, this is like RE4. And when you enter the small little village, you just gotta <laughs> yeah. hide it out. You don't even have to waste your bullets. Like I use every time I play RE4, that scene I always just like go around all the houses in there just to collect like the ammo and everything until that bell rings and obviously you're safe yeah which is what happened to me initially when I first played it I like I got ambushed they like they really whooped my ass and then like when I came back and redid it again I just like ducked and dodged and ran into houses and boarded them up boarded them up and like gathered as much you know ammo and whatnot that I could and then I started kind of blasting them and then it like it toned down uh but yeah that was definitely like a really like because that to me is one of the scariest parts of Resident Evil 4 was that initial scene going into the village and them all attacking you and then being chased with the chainsaw like that really set the tone for the game so this one also did the same thing which I thought was amazing also just like the unexpected like you just don't know what's going to happen and you know where they're going to take us especially with RE4 just this new setup in the type of the gameplay and the storyline and with this one same kind of similar gameplay like Resident Evil 7 but just the storyline obviously a lot of questions from the first scene. Was there anything that you disliked about that beginning whole half from like Ethan's house to Louisa's house? Uh, fuck that dad. He could have <laughs> his ass to like his He room. was right though. Um, 
Yeah, you know what was weird is I remember reading something way before the game came out that you were supposed to have a, um, a kind of like a partner throughout the game, kind of like Resident Evil 4. Where oh, you had yes, Ashley yes, yes, you yes. And I thought it was supposed to be Elena. So when I like when we did the last interview, I was like, I don't think she's actually dead. Well, I was wrong. But the only reason I said that was because I read that you were supposed to have someone to kind of help you out. I guess that was the Duke. If you look at it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I thought she was gonna live. Um, I actually really did like the um, Louisa's house intro because then that really like lets you know what was kind of going on in the village, um, that there were still people alive, um, but they're all there's something there's something wrong with this town. Obviously, you see you see these people are like fighting for their lives. Um, so I again, I think that also really set the tone too, and let you know that not everybody's crazy, but everybody's crazy. I just feel bad for Louisa's husband. He was right all along to like not bring those people in, and you know what happens is uh, Elena's father turns into a lichen ish, and just ends up killing everybody. Turns into like kind of like the Game of Thrones wed wedding scene where it just hacks like poor Louisa, then you lose Elena. She yeah, just left his ass to die. Basically, but let me tell you though, you know what was stuck in my head the entire time is right after you know you jump out of that house, then right open the gates, you see Mother Miranda kill his like uh Louisa's hand, like Mother Miranda for some reason. <laughs> I was saying that for like a week and a half. <laughs> I don't know why it was just stuck in my head. Like I wanted that as like my new like text message. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, after moving on to that, we go into the Damescu house or castle per se, and obviously there's probably the highlights are the i guess the what they pumped what re bitch we well that we all thought was gonna be the main focus when re bitch was kind of like shown for the first time so mm-hmm. we obviously have the lady Demescu, her daughters then you got those weird monsters in the dungeon those hawk like things and you know yeah. it's really interesting that i i saw on a youtube video about lady dimitrescu's castle is that so we know from um, the game that the each of the four lords are different experiments that Mother Miranda had um, tried because she was trying to create the perfect vessel uh, to bring back her daughter, but not all of them were perfect. Uh, actually, none of them were perfect, I mean. Um, the thing with Lady Dimitrescu was that she needed um, to regenerate, she needed blood and flesh. Mm. They prefer to eat men over women. So all of the enemy types that you see in the castle are actually all women, which I thought was really interesting. You know, none oh, of the enemies really? are men. Mm-hmm. Even so those... things that are flying. Yeah, they're all women. Even the dungeon things? Mm-hmm. That look like... I those can't... are all like the um, like the maidens of the house that That's like they right. killed for experiments. Yeah, which I thought was a really interesting fact because it's very that whole segment is just like women, <laughs> women empowerment, I guess, in, in a way. Um, it's very like women focused, which I thought was really cool. And then, like mm-hmm. I said, Lady Dimitrescu is just gay rights. Oh, yeah, she is. She's definitely an icon. It's so funny. I think, like we talked about in the last episode, how when they first introduced her and, like, the game wasn't even out yet, how these horny stray boys just uh, were just so obsessed with her. And uh, my roommate watched me nearly the entire time when I played the game, beat it. And he was just, like, when he saw her, he had never saw, like, he likes playing video games, but he's not the ones who don't really, like, pay attention to Resident Evil. Like, he'll play mm-hmm. if, like, it's there, you know? But like, yeah. he never seen Lady Dimitrescu. And when he finally saw her, first thing he said was, 
damn she thick then like and then in the park she starts like chasing you he was all like she could come and like chase me and i was like is this like a strike i think like <laughs> they all were like so horny for her and then after actually playing her whole entire segment i was like no she's gay rights like she is like she's gay culture the daughters everything it was just it was too perfect um i thought that whole segment was great um and i it hit the perfect amount of time uh, cause when we get to Beneviento, I think that that one could have gone a little longer, uh, in my opinion, but this one in particular, I thought the puzzles were great. Um, I loved the fact that uh, Lady Dimitrescu was like a Mr. X nemesis type where she yes. chased you around, uh, and especially the daughters too. Um, the one thing I will say is I wish this is not like a big gripe or anything. Um, it was fine. I wish the daughters all had different ways to be defeated cause they all, oh, yeah. They all were the same, like you could kill them because they couldn't get cold. That's not how like they couldn't survive in the cold. So that's how you kill them. I wish like one would have been like cold, one would have been fire, one would have been like yes. something else. Um, so just kind of change it up. But other than that, I thought that whole segment was great. Yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it's funny that you said the length was perfect because the reviews I've read, a lot of them said like one of the biggest flaws was that lady that 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 part of the game which they thought well first of all it was the length they wish it was longer and but they were gone lady domiscu was there from the beginning and there gone like i remember first playing it when i first i'm ready on my second playthrough when i first did it i think from the beginning to lady domiscu i think it took me like four hours but now mm -hmm. doing a second through i was done with all that like less than two hours that's weird that people are saying that it's not long enough um i thought it was perfect um i think it's just because there was so much mm -hmm. uh focus and advertisement on lady dimitrescu yes. that she actually wasn't in the game that long if you think about it mm -hmm. i agree with uh, you i thought it was perfect link i agree yeah. especially with all the things and i also thought this too i just hope that if they do feature dlcs they do more around lady domescu's past like especially when you read the documents like former people used to work there kind of like they did with the re7 with past people you know with the documents who like yeah escape like mm -hmm. lucas's like experiment I mean, like puzzles and stuff like that but uh, i hope they do something like that with lady domescu uh, and I, did you think that the game could have just slowly just be based off them like the premise of it you know what i mean like ethan just going around this castle just... yes but i feel like that would have gotten old after a while mm -hmm. um i think that i love what capcom did in their advertisement and made it seem like that was like the biggest portion of the game when in all mm -hmm. reality it was actually just like one little piece of the puzzle mm -hmm. um i think that would it just really would have gotten tired if you're just constantly yes. being chased around by lady de and i don't see her going into like the tunnels where like Moreau was at, or like, I don't see her, like I only see her being in the castle. Um, I think she served her purpose well. I think she's a great character. She's one of my favorites in the game. Um, oh yes. But yes. I think it was perfect the way it was because <laughs> I just didn't want to get, maybe these horny fanboys would have loved being chased by her the whole entire game. Like for me, like killer, we're done, moving on. <laughs> I need to get the rest of these flasks. Yeah, my roommate was one of those horny, Fan. Well, he was not a fanboy, but he was just like, she could like come and like, you know, claw me. Bad. I know. He said he was like, she thick. That's the first thing. And he was literally like watching, like he wasn't like, just like mouth drawn open. But do you feel like the stage two was also kind of like homage to like the last Resident Evil, like a family, then maybe like Resident Evil one with like a mansion, mm -hmm. like anything like that? So I meant to say this, this was the second part 
where I knew something was wrong with Ethan was when Ooh. he gets captured by Lady Dimitrescu yes. and she takes the bite from his wrist and she's like, mm-hmm. mm, he tastes kind of stale. And that right there let me know that I was like, mm, the he's something ain't right with him especially because these this man's poor hands like his hands like he literally got his hand bitten off by lichen his hands sliced off by lady diva like they put hooks through his head like this man's poor hands like how does he (laughs) how 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 is how is he able to even like hold a pen like yeah (laughs) they're fucking his shit up i cracked up at the scene where he gets his hand obviously chopped off his right hand by uh lady dreams q and he just obviously when he goes up the other, he takes out like the flasting. It's just like, okay, just pour it and on and connect together. <laughs> yep, it's fine. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go chop in my hand and find that, you know, see if that works. But. Right. Like, let me pour a little bottle of Aquafina on top of that, see how that works for me. See, uh, but yeah, that's how you just knew something. I was like, it kind of gave it away a little bit, but I, I it wasn't ruined or anything. I, I I knew. You very astute with that because for me, I didn't really catch it. Obviously, second page through, I was like, okay, now I see that, you know, why she said that and stuff. So. Okay, after you're done with Lady Dimiscu and her daughters and that castle, we go to Donna Benevento. Cool. So. Uh, Donna Benevento, baby, let me tell you, I was not ready for this level. I was already freaked out at the sight of Angie um, when you are first captured and you see all the four lords and have to run away from them. I was already freaked out by her. So I knew that this part of the game was going to be frightening. I was not ready for what actually came down that hallway. Uh, I think that this level in particular should have been a tad tiny bit longer. And I wish that uh, the boss fight wasn't as disjointed as it. It didn't really feel like a boss fight. Yeah, it felt more like a puzzle. Just oh yeah, I didn't see that's so fine what the doll is and like but it wasn't like she was like really hiding, like you could tell, like you could point her out from all the other dolls. But uh, this honestly brought back um, a very good uh, part in one of actually one of my favorite parts in Resident Evil 7 was um, because it felt very saw like was Lucas's part when you had to go through like the birthday room. This was a definite Mm -hmm. like recall to that. Uh, But that goddamn baby fetus monster. I was actually going to leave you alone and not even text you about the game because I wanted you to finish it, but I had to text you about that part. I was like, bruh, there's going to be a part in the game that you're going to get to. And it's like, I could, I had to stop for a second. I was like, oh, it is too much. (laughs) No, I knew once, you know, when the lights turned off and you make that ride and keep going, you hear that baby crying and that fetus thing comes at you. I knew from the second, I was like, that's what Brock texted me the other night, like the scary bar. Like I knew it. I, I just knew it. I was just like, what the hell is this? And I remember the first time I did it, I was able to do everything, but I didn't know the elevator, you had to wait for it. So I was waiting for it. Then before you know it, I turn around and that baby eats me. And it's like, <laughs> yummy. And it's like, oh, that, that, that thing was just, first off, it reminded me of, did you ever play the PT? Yes. And I was going to say that. It's definitely like a recall to PT. Also, yes. Donna Beneviento's house. The story, the backstory to that is really tragic. Um, what they initially tried to do with the story was tragic. Um, and what was I about to say? And then Angie was just terrifying in her own. Like, yeah. 
Although I did like crack up laughing when you killed her at the end and like the scream she let out was actually kind of funny. Yeah. But Donna Benny Viento was actually like a really tragic story because she lost her parents mm-hmm. um, and she was the only one left and she like only had Angie to talk to because initially they wanted it to be uh, a whole family where the family had like committed suicide by jumping off the waterfall that was oh, behind Jesus. the house oh, and Jesus. she would be the only one left. That's why you see all those... Um, like those graves when you walk up with like the dolls around mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she just, yeah, made, was a doll maker and just made Angie to, you know, as company. But then she took over the doll and so it was fucking freaky. She was, but did you notice that Angie's face was the crest? No, I didn't. Did you? Okay. So uh, there's four crests yes. uh, that symbolize the Lords. Like Heisenberg's was a yeah, horse. Horse. Um, and then Donna Beneviento's was a sun and moon. moon yeah. And if you look at Angie's face, it's like the moon and then the sun. Oh, wow. No, I didn't think about that. Very good observation. Yeah. Um, I thought I was going to be annoying at this stage. I remember when there was like, oh, fuck. It's one of those things where they like remove your weapons and it's just going to be one of those struggling. Like the last game that did that to me really turned me off was Final Fantasy. What was that last one? 15 with like the four guys and everything. I loved it, oh, I didn't until, play it until like all the way to that. It was like running like chapters. Like they take all your powers and weapons. It was just, oh, it's like, I'm so over this game. Like I hate it, but definitely you brought it up that, you know, it does give, I'm not sure if like it respects or tribute or you want to call it, or maybe they did intend it, but like PT or Sun Hill PT, the game that, oh my God, it's one of those few games where they canceled. And I was actually like depressed about it. And I almost jumped the Xbox to the PlayStation bandwagon. Yeah, that I still not get over Konami doing that. Um, it was a definite recall to PT, and it was also also a definite recall to Resident Evil 3.5, where they tried to do the dolls. Yes. And that game, the killer dolls. Yes. Um, so they I like that they took that element because I don't see how that would have worked in Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. Um, had they actually left that in the game. Um, I feel like that would have been like way too kind of like fantastical and like out mm-hmm. there for that to really have like translated well into that game. But this game, yes, because of the molded and how things take form and how you can control things. Um, Cause Heisenberg could control metal. Uh, mm-hmm. Donna could control like her doll, so on and so forth. Um, I think that this was a perfect game for that sort of element to be in there. Mm. And a lot of, uh, a lot of people in America are afraid of dolls. Like I'm not oh, particularly, but like Chucky is like, people are still scared of, uh, scared of Chucky. They're afraid of, um, Annabelle. I can't even think of other dolls. Annabelle, that was who I was trying to think of. <laughs> I know. Yes, Annabelle. Um, fucking any other movie with like scary, creepy dolls. Uh, I think was it Poltergeist like, with the, the clown yes. doll? Yeah, and I think they also did, I think, a Pinocchio one time. It was like evil, like Revenge of Pinocchio or something. So like Absolutely 90s. not. I would never. <laughs> I would okay. never waste my time. Okay, so moving on, after you take down Donna Benevento and her angie doll uh me move on to the next one which uh you thought he was disgusting i remember telling him when you saw like gameplay demo from uh before you played oh, the game so gross to Sabatari look at maru who is the fishy guy yeah tell us about you know his quick little thing and uh 
Salvatore Moreau, Maru, however it's pronounced, mm-hmm. was a sad character because you could tell that he really loved Mother Miranda. Obsessed. And he was a hopeless romantic. And there was an element that I saw in a YouTube video that they left out in the game, which I thought would have been really, actually really creepy, is do you remember the scene where he kind of like pops out of the water and those things are like on his back? Yes. Um, it's like puking, like he just came from like bar hopping or, you know, that yeah. person that drinks so much from a party. <laughs> you know? The initial character was of a man who was supposed to be um, like a hopeless romantic and he killed his girlfriend and fastened her to his back. And that would have been like oh, what gross. kind of... I know that would have been like really creepy. Sometimes Resident Evil like will take it there and then they won't actually do it. Because I like, I see a lot of like the concept art for what they would have done. So like initially, like I said, Donna Beneviento was originally supposed to be like a family. Um, and then actually Lady Dimitrescu was supposed to be like the the daughters were like, she's supposed mm-hmm. to dress like them and have their powers. Uh, but they switched her character. And on Moreau, uh, you, you see like in a scene, he's like watching like an old um, like romance movie and eating cheese. Oh, that's kind of relatable sad. in a sense. He's kind of sad and pathetic. Like it's Friday nights. <laughs> but once he gets, you know, doing what he's doing, he definitely, and this is another recall back to Resident Evil 4, the Del Lago. Yes. Like, yes, yes. Big I was going to say fight. that. Yes, yes. And man, his boss fight to me was the most disgusting. Oh yeah, it's just like puking us everywhere. Puking everywhere. It's like acid rain. Oh, he was so he was so gross. And but just, that's that's Resident Evil. And I just can't stop thinking about what what it had smelled like. You know what I mean? If these games, you know, had like you know the four you got four D is like you get the smell. It's just disgusting. The fact that you like had to like get rid of all the water to enter into that village. Yes. That village was sitting underwater. Like I'm sure it like smelled like putrid, like sewage, wash sewage, and like nastiness. Especially what he looked like. Oh, he was so gross. I will say this: I beat every single boss in that game on my first try. Let me see. Oh, I struggled with uh, Angie because I couldn't find her the second time. It was just like, you know, when you had to find her three times. Obviously, I knew the first time like, you had to go upstairs. Second time, I was like, I could not find her. That was just hiding in a closet or something. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this one. Yeah, it was the first time, too, uh, with uh, Moreau. Um, it definitely gave me, like said, same as I think RE4, the Lagoon. I thought literally we're going to have to be on a boat and like throw spears at it and everything and hopefully you know it dies <laughs> yeah. i that part we had with the switches that took me like five times it was just like i actually i'm not even in a front i had to look that up because i like, was just like i don't understand what's going on here i was like uh, frustrated i think i was like yeah. drinking tea i was like ah! you know you get yeah i'm not drunk. gonna i did have to look that up but other than that like when i actually got to his boss battle boss battle uh, he used up a lot of my bullets but i i got to beat him in the first try and uh, how did you feel about the length of it? Did you like it? Was it like too This was another one that was like kind of short too, yes. but I don't really, I wasn't really that invested in his character anyway. Same. So like to me, like when it was done, I was like, all right, bye. See ya. Mm. Wouldn't want to be ya. Smelled ya. Didn't want to tell ya. Like. <laughs> and I feel like the part when they like get to find the keys, it's just like a little throwing from developers, just some shoot me ups, you know, and just. Yeah. His, I wouldn't say he was my favorite favorite of the lords i did i i mean his story was it it was a story 
<laughs> it's a bromance. It's a Resident <laughs> Evil bromance story. <laughs> yes. Tragic, almost like Romeo and Juliet. But um, okay, so after when you're done with that, you get this very interesting character who you are introduced in the beginning, which kind of always th- kind of threw me off. I thought, you know, when you are shown Mother Miranda with the four lords, then she gives Carl Heisenberg dibs on Ethan and you go go through his little factory then afterwards you escape blah 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 now you finally meet Carl Heisenberg however he kind of gives Ethan a kind of like what do you call like a deal proposal like to help him mm-hmm. and yeah then you go to his factory and I'll be honest that was the part I disliked but can you tell us his story and what's your thoughts about it too so Heisenberg was the almost perfect vessel for mm-hmm. uh, Mother Miranda's uh, dead daughter, Eva. Eva. He just wasn't perfect enough, but he caught on to Mother Miranda's gig Bullshit. early on and was trying to uh, dismantle her powers and kind of take over everything. Um, and his whole thing was he could co- he could control um, metal through like electrical magnetic mm-hmm. waves and whatnot um originally uh, heisenberg was supposed to be a set of twins and the oh, dad wow. was supposed to be um like the the final boss and there was supposed to be like um, a scene where they're like um they were doing experiments on their mother um yeah on on their mom and you would like see that but they scrapped all that which i kind of like i feel like heisenberg was probably like one of the most flushed out characters in the game i actually really do do like heisenberg i just did not like his level same same because it gave me flashbacks of resident evil 4 when you're like towards the end of the game on that island and everyone's kind of like shooting at yes. you it's just like it gets to the point of the game like okay can we like can we rush this along um yes i just didn't I don't know his again just wasn't my favorite and his boss fight to me I was like this is like the end of a Transformers yes (laughs) Transformers sales like we're buying Megatron (laughs) yeah I was like it's like we're fighting Megatron out here it just it was weird um I didn't necessarily care for his portion um I I do again I do like him as a lord I would say he's probably like my second favorite but level wise I I did not like his level yeah, his level took me the longest. I think it took me about two hours, which I thought was mm-hmm. way too long. And let me tell you, I love Resident Evil so much, the, you know, the, the, how you defeat characters. But one of my biggest peffy peeves, excuse me, in this franchise is those stupid enemies where you got to shoot them from the back to, like, kill them. Yes. That's my biggest pet peeve. And it's just like, oh, why? Like, just give me, like, 50 bombs. I'll be fine. I'll throw grenades, you know, and, like, kill them all. But obviously, like, in some scenes, that's, like, not the case. And... I actually enjoyed his boss battle, but yeah, I thought that was kind of random how you turn into like Megatron. I'm like, oh, it's very interesting. Cause I like, I, lo- I like that, you know, like you get unlimited kind of like, you know, bullets start shooting and rockets. Like another boss fight that would remind me was Claire's boss fight when you play her snare RE2 when you had to fight, uh, was his face, Dr. Birkin, Deform, you get her gunner, but hers now you have like 200 rounds. Like, I just love that so much. And that's why I liked about the boss battle with this one. Yeah, the uh, I didn't. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't really care for like the characters that you had to like run behind and like either like shoot them in like the heart <laughs> or like in the back. And that big like propeller monster. Oh, don't give kind me of random and weird. Uh, <laughs> it was like it got to the point of the game. Point of the game was like. I get it. <laughs> Can we come on? Like, how are the other yeah. ones shorter, and then this one's like long as hell? 
did you read an article I read on IGN that uh, was it? I think it's a video game. It was made in 2013. It's like the son of Frank, or Frankenstein's army. They're trying to sue RE Village because I did that propel monster. It's like similar or something. I saw the picture and I was like, oh, it is kind of similar. But honestly, Resident Evil Village is based off of horror movies. Like yes. it was based off of Dracula. Heisenberg was based. They even said Capcom even said he's based off of Frankenstein. And with Heisenberg's, yeah, Heisenberg's stage, I couldn't really pinpoint which Resident Evil they were trying. To, yeah, I, I could see what you're talking about. Like I could kind of see, you know, four when they go on that island with all like those monsters. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little five with a lot of action, you know, like shooting. I was thinking like the interest gave me kind of like RE7 Baker feel type, but yeah, um, we're, we're RE7 was based on movie genres. Okay. RE8 was based on movie monsters. Now, so you oh, had like, yeah, you're right because Donna Benavento, my roommate, picked it up. He said that it was based off. Oh, I forgot who it was. Some doctor, I think, is from the Doctor Strange Island or. Ooh, it's gonna like bother uh, me. Sure. But he was some it was some horror, horror movie. He like picked it up. He's oh yeah, it's based on it's like two names or something. Doctor Strange Love? I think. I don't I think that's a wrong. horror movie though. He told me I it was some horror movie. It's the one in the island or something. It was like black and white and oh I'm not yeah. This was more based on monsters where like yeah. RE7 was based off of uh mm-hmm. movie genres. And that, it, mm. it was such like a dead giveaway too that they were basing a lot of it on mm. Evil Dead because if you notice yes. the character in the Resident Evil Dead remake was Mia and Mia yeah. gets possessed and goes crazy yeah, and so on and it. so forth. But but yes, ah, uh, so I think we're 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 nearing the end of the game. Yes, now afterwards you get to play Chris Redfield. It's a quick little mini series, which I liked. You know, you could play a little Chris Redfield, but it was a little annoying when the lichens keep coming at you when you have to shoot the thing. Uh, did you like Odias? Did you also like playing Chris Redfield for that bit? Yes, Miranda is a, is that the right word? Shape shifter? She's, or? She infected herself with the cadeau, which uh, is was her initial um, finding uh, to backtrack a little. She came to this village um, and started to experiment on the villagers with this uh, t- a parasite called Kadoo. Kadoo, I don't know how they pronounce it in the game. Uh, some people reacted very well to this parasite, hence why you had like Landy Dimitrescu and Heisenberg. Some people did not. That's why you had the lichens or any of the mold monsters. It was a type of mold. And then you come to find out that Ethan himself was a mold monster the whole entire time, which I knew I got. He's reattaching limbs. Like, of course, he's like some he's not completely human. Uh, This is where I kind of felt a little jaded by the game Mm -hmm. when Mother Miranda rips out his heart and he dies. Yeah, I'm just I'm playing. This is like the second game we played with him and I'm doing all this stuff for this character to die. Just like really kind of like unsettles me and then you find out that the whole entire time ethan has been dead he's been dead since resident evil 7 which i don't know i don't know how you feel about that that beginning kind of like at the beginning literally where he like gets like stomped on his head like that's the scene where he dies so he was dead the whole entire time in resident evil 7 which i don't know how i feel about that me either i don't hate it but i also just felt like i've kind of gotten a little attached to this character for him to just be done yeah um, and yeah, I remember when that review, I had a text and be like, wait, so he's been dead the entire time. Then Brock just like broke it down to me. I'm like, oh my God. Then yeah, when you, before you fight 
uh, Mother Miranda, her lab, you find out how Umbrella was basically founded. And obviously we get Wesker involved in this and it's just kind of like a sign. And yeah, she's like connected. She's the uh, the reason why Umbrella even exists <laughs> because she was uh, the teacher to Oswald E. Spencer, who was mm -hmm. the one who created the mansion in the first game. And they kind of separated because he wanted to take over the world while she just wanted to bring back her daughter that died during the Spanish flu. Um, so mm -hmm. she concentrated her studies to that village where, you know, as you see in the other Resident Evil games, the outbreaks happen kind of, you know, Raccoon City or where they happen. Um, so you see that divide and it all just kind of like comes together. Like this is like a 25 years in the making that this story kind of comes full circle and you kind of see where things originated and the mold the megamycete which is what's creating this mold was originated in this village which then caused <laughs> mm -hmm. what happened in louisiana with the baker family no yeah then um her boss paddle did you like it oh okay so i told a lie earlier this was the one boss battle where i did die like i died like two times before i was same, finally same, like same. was like pow pow get your ass same. um her boss battle was fun it was definitely the most scenic and optics wise it was like the most grandiose battle it was very scary looking um i did find like once i got into the groove of things fighting her like she was easy to beat Mm, you just gotta remember um, her yeah you just had to remember like the patterns yeah. um but i actually really did like her boss battle yeah the part of freaking out when it goes black and white i'm like oh shit this is oh, gonna be right. like inside it's like ah, she like comes at you and everything so yeah so that's pretty much the gameplay and everything resident evil village you unfortunately well there's the epilogue at the end you see rose oh, i forgot she's like a teenager now then at the end people are talking about who's that person that the apparently i didn't catch it until i guess i read it after that it's ethan do you think it's Ethan? Because mods are there, Ethan. It, and it is. And developers are like, oh, they just put the mod there and make it easy. But yeah. And the thing is, it's like, we may have to wait too long for the next Resident Evil. I hope not. Um, I know that they're working on the 4 remake, which I have my own opinion which, about that. But um, it's not a podcast. I have that coming up for sure. <laughs> the remakes. That, that's another. That's another topic for another time. Uh, the mods did go deep into the actual scene, and you mm -hmm. do see that that it is Ethan. If they do bring him back, I don't know how. It'll probably be some sort of like dream sequence. Um, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I don't, again, the I I loved the game as a whole. I did feel a little cheated out of the ending. So I don't know how I feel about Rose and Chris working together. Because again, I just don't really care for Chris. So I like, I want these to be all new characters. Then, well, one new character that has taken over Lady Dimitres, thank you, is the Duke, who we have not talked about throughout the game. He ends up obviously being an ally for Ethan. And yeah, he's become a fan favorite. Because I think because, unfortunately... Dimitres, oh, I'm going to say like 50 times to not get it right, but she's <laughs> gone early. So we see Duke and Fun's hatch. So what do you think about the Duke? Uh, Duke was a great callback to the, the merchant in Resident Evil 4. Um, he even alludes and makes a reference to the merchant. I don't know if you picked up on that where he goes, what are you buying? Yeah. Ha ha, I used to have a friend that would say that. Um, so you know that he knows who that who the merchant is. Um, and the Duke was, where the merchant was just someone you could like buy things off of. He didn't really give you much of anything else besides like um, like the ammunition 
uh, those rounds where you could like shoot the targets. Uh, you didn't really get much from the merchant where like the Duke actually provided more story and character and development. Uh, I will say I didn't get, I didn't even realize it till like towards the end of the game. I was like, damn, I was supposed to be saving all those like the meat and the fish and stuff. Yes. I didn't do any of those. I just like, I just, just forgot about it. Uh, but I think his character was great and he, there's just like a shroud of mystery over him because I don't even think the Duke knows who he is personally. Mm. How is he the only person in this village? I'm like, also, I'm like, who are you selling to? Ain't nobody alive. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and I'm curious too what he has with the lords because I think there's like one document when you read in the castle that he had like some bargain or dealing business business with them yeah so i was like yeah lady dimitress yeah the one i didn't catch catch was uh the puzzles how you could i mean not puzzles the key items how you could connect some not key items like the treasure you could connect some of them to be worth more Mm -hmm. i didn't catch that to like i think like the middle i was like oh crap so that i did because that actually was an element of uh resident evil 4 that they just mm-hmm. replaced back in this game that was something you could do back then so that i did catch on to it was like the the collecting of like the meat and the fish and the birds yeah. that i didn't get because i wasn't like i'm not looking out for that i'm looking out for treasures i was looking out for those bird cages that can shoot down and get some money but also like what is money good out here for? There's the no one's buying anything. Right. <laughs> Who are you selling to? I know, right? So like where's the local like Best Buy or like, you know, right. <laughs> there get some like new TV. So if you were to like, I'm not sure your grading system, you do like a great stars, I don't know, like five sandwiches, you know, or like a Brock stars. Like, what would you I would this? give the game an eight out of ten? I would give it a B plus. Oh my god, okay. For me, give it a grade. I do great. I'm like still kind of like, I think like a B, B plus range. And I'm still trying to figure out if it's like a top five for me, if it's going to reshuffle like my favorite Resident Evils, which include three remake, was it four? Who else is up there? I like two, though I thought two was like too hard, even the remake where it should have been. Yeah, and seven obviously is up there. So I'm trying to think if like it reshuffles it up there or makes its way into it. I was wondering the same. Um, It's definitely in my top five. Um, Again, I just felt like a tiny bit jaded by the ending. The ending, it's like when it happened, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And the thing is, it's like, I totally agree when I was done with it, how you said like the first like two thirds you liked it. Then in the end with the Carl Heisenberg, it was just like, oof. Like, yeah i mean it was the same thing and this is spoiler alert for people who are listening if you have ever played the game outlast which uh, a lot of the elements from outlast are put into this game as well too if you play outlast it's another situation where like you're going through all this stuff in the game with the character for the character to die at the end and i'm just like i don't always i don't like it when the character dies if i've gone through all this stuff to like make sure that they've survived and they've like gotten through these like frightening terrifying situations for them to just get like axed in the end i don't like it it kind of pisses me off in a little bit i will say the one video game where i wasn't jaded by that was um another spoiler alert for the listeners bioshock infinite um that was one time where when the character he he had a fully flushed out story so i wasn't mad that he kind of like perished in the end oh wow Um, uh but yeah for the most part i usually don't like it when these characters die because i just really spent 10 hours playing as you for you to just get your heart ripped out no 
And uh, actually, you died in the you died in Resident Evil Seven. Actually, you've been dead. So yeah, for everybody's whole dead entire, <laughs> for this whole entire time. Like literally from 2017 to 2021, you've been dead this whole entire I'm time. Dead card and tank. If you think about Resident Evil Seven, everybody was like practically dead in that game. <laughs> if you think about I it, I think Mia might have been the only Mia alive and Zoe until she like got killed. But um, yeah. Uh, oh well, she's actually not dead though. She works as a she works as a journalist. They, they, there's a thing in RE8 that like brings it up. I can't remember where. Yeah, yeah. But... So, um, out of all the characters, who do you think you relate to most? Even the enemies uh, or anybody? Ah, uh, who did I relate to? Well, I related to the Duke because your boy likes to eat. Um, I think that I really enjoyed House Beneviento the most. That was the most surprising one. I knew it was going to be scary, but it took it to a level where like I didn't know that it was going to go. So it's more surprised by that. And hey, I'm going to give it to the horny fanboys. I really did love Lady Dimitrescu. I thought she was great. I will scream it into the mountains. She was gay rights. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, I want to like dress up as her for pride. Like, <laughs> she yes. was amazing. Like, but have it like all rainbowed instead. <laughs> but she I was just, great. I really liked her. Probably also do something um, for like the next Coachella too. <laughs> yeah, she was badass. Um, I, sh- I just love a badass woman. So she, she gave me cap. Corn vibes, so I knew that you probably resonated with her. Like, I like Heisenberg for some reason, he gave me Scorpio vibes, you know, very passionate, you know, like Moreau is definitely a Pisces, yes, me too. It gave it away. And then I would say, I would say Donna is a Virgo, really. I don't get cancer from I get Virgo vibes from I can see that too. I can see that too, Virgo. So for me, it was like Heisenberg. The next Resident Evil, apparently, on that leak list is Resident Evil Outrage, which was supposed to be at the end of the year. But I don't think that's- Wait, what is it called? Outrage? Yeah, remember that? I believe that article, this came out, I found it. It's like November this past year that the Capcom League had a list of games. Mm-hmm. And they said like they were coming out and they had like all the Capcoms. Well, the next Resident Evil that's supposed to come out is Resident Evil Outrage. It says Q4 for this year, which would be October, December. I have no clue what that is. So it might be like a revelation. I wonder if it's like a like an outbreak remake. Maybe. Then the next one is RE4 remake, which is Q4 next year, so October, December. Then after that, it's Biohouse or Apocalypse, which would be Q3, 2023, which that means that is summer. So I'm assuming that might be the next Resident Evil main entry series. Cause now since seven, they don't do like Resident Evil five, six, you know, it's a name with it. I think they said that they Resident Evil Nine is the last like number that they're gonna do. So it's gonna like it's like one through nine, and everything else will just be like its own kind of. They want to do different stories. So that's what yeah. I heard Capcom say. So that's what I think, and maybe if it's Into Winters, might be the final chapter. I don't know. We'll see. I think that they might allude to probably how we have a Chris Rayfield, and they brought that was it like BSSA. They mm-hmm. had to deal with that. So some war war thing. That's why I might think apocalypse might be like just giant war so we'll see who knows anyways i believe that wraps up this episode of social nerds again if you guys want to join the conversation we're on social media i'm on well i'm most active on twitter and instagram my handle is at edm gonzalez with a z at the end it would also be on the description and yours brock 
So you can find my OnlyFans link at no, I'm just funny. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um, you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Hubrock James. Um, I actually also have my own podcast as well mm-hmm. uh, called Split Check. I'm actually looking for people for the next coming season. Um, it's a podcast where I interview people about their customer service horror stories. Uh, you can find that on all streaming services, Split Check, or you can find me on Instagram the at the Split Check. So that's where i'm at um also brock james on facebook i respond to messages and if i don't i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) but yeah thank you so much for having me i'm honored i'm honored to talk about one of my favorite things in the world we're also on facebook it's a facebook group called social nerds brock is in as well with others and who knows if you you know, well, it's a Facebook group that we all could connect, discuss Resident Evil and other things. Brock is his passion about The Last of Us, Jet Set Radio, and all these love Jet Set Radio. Oh, I can't things. believe that they're remaking it. I'm so, so excited. It's one of my favorite games ever. That The game was a, too ahead of its time. Oh, absolutely. And I still else? listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, and if you're on, you know, on the Facebook group, you might be a guest on this next or a future episode of Social Nerds. I'm always looking for anybody who's passionate about... Uh, Anything like I said, video games, pop culture, collectibles, all that jazz. So, anyways, my I'm name, through. yes, and <laughs> I'm your host, Eduardo Gonzalez. And share this podcast with those who might enjoy. I'm on everything now. I'm on was it like Google Play, uh, Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of them. Just type in Social Nerds and find out there, and just you know subscribe. Even if you have to listen to every episode, but you know once in a while do it. So. Anyways, I hope you all have a fantastic week. And yeah, 